Tabang Manado, thank you so much for coming in. Um, Orlando Pirates midfield star, Ned Bank Cup winner. Yep. How good does that feel? Because I've seen pictures on your Instagram where you are kissing that trophy. I mean, is it like something you dream of as a footballer? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, for me, it looks like all that hard work, the sacrifice, the the stress of a big final, yeah. keeping the fans happy. Yeah. Um, that's pressure, man. Is there added pressure every time you, you wear that famous black and white jersey? Well, yeah, there's always... There's always pressure, you know, being part of uh, such a huge club. And um, we take it in a positive way. It's the kind of pressure that wants, that gets us to improve ourselves, that gets us to want to do best. You know, every every session, every every week we, we have a match. You know, it's that kind of pressure that gets you to say, look, you can always do better. You can always make these people happy. You know, that's, that's a positive kind of pressure, which... I think it, it makes us better individuals, you know, mm-hmm. better players. I think you've made your fans very happy this season. Second place, yeah. that means you're in the CAF Champions League. Yep, yep. yep. So the African journey continues. Yep. Um, last year was the Confed Cup final. Uh, yeah. That was, I mean, how tough is it playing in Africa? Because we've obviously followed Marmalade Sundowns yeah, yeah. For the la- since 2016 and maybe even before that. You guys have also been flirting uh, with... Champions League, there's been the Confederation Cup where you guys have sort of been there and made the final. Is it a tough assignment to, to be playing in, on, on the continent because it's very different to week in, week out in the PSL, isn't it? Yeah, it's very, it's very, you know, um, first of all, before you even play a game, we're talking traveling. Yeah. Traveling, you know, it's, it takes a lot out of us, you know, but um, that's what we, we get used to, you know, and that we we just suck it in and we you know we take it as professionals and you know when you go and play in in in, in, a, in a foreign place where everyone is against you from the airport you know and <laughs> when you just land and you can see the people that are checking your bags the attitude that they give you is that look this is not your house you know and but it's really exciting that you know we're playing against uh different sides you know sure. teams that you don't really play against you know on, on a weekly basis but uh it's very good it's a very good experience you know it's a very trying to also understand the cultures of 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 you know other people you know and understand how they live in the process of you know playing football you know which is what i think happened in my life that um in everything that i've learned in my life was through football you know it taught me a lot of things it showed me a lot of places and it got me to appreciate people for who they are you know so i really learned a lot you know in the game and i'm still learning i think that that's exactly what you said there um football is a universal it's a global game it connects all types of of people from all over the world africa has this rich history of creating talent we know uh, with the PSL going back to when it started, the, the amount of talented players that have come through and, and afforded people the opportunity to do what they love and earn a living. But before we get into that, take me back. Where did it start? Where did you, where's your fondest or that moment where you were like, this is the sport for me. I'm going to be a footballer. Look, uh, at a very young age, you know, um, we, I was born in Pomalanga, you know, like, in the same street, right next door, my, my, my grandmother's house, there was uh, a team already when I was born. Okay. <laughs> you know, there was a team already. It was called uh, Paradise FC. So, like, I don't really have the memory of saying, 
there's a time where I decided that it's going to be football for me. For me, it feels like it it always has been football I because you. I was born into that way. You know, at a young age, I would come watch them, you know, dress up and singing and, you know, and the field was not far. They would walk to the field. So I would sing with them, you know, go there. And sometimes they would walk maybe like six, seven kilometers to go play a match in, in, this, in, in another area. I go with them, you know. So for me, it has always been like that. It has always been football, you okay. know, because I was born in that kind of environment where like it was just football, you know, every Saturday, you know, until I got to an age where I could train, yeah. which I think it was at a very, very, very early age. <laughs> it was very, very, I was very Single young. digits. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Like I, I was very, very young. You know, sure. I bo I was born into that kind of environment yeah. where it was just football. You know, it was just football, nothing else. It was just football. So I just f like I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say fell into that. I was born into that. Got you. Yeah. Oh, well, that's that's special, man. That's absolutely special. I can <laughs> see the passion you have. Is Paradise FC still around? Yeah. Um. So what happened with? Uh, Paradise FC it went on to change its name to Remember FC. Okay. Um, so uh, I think, when was that? I think it was in 1998 or, yeah, they, if I'm not mistaken, I was still young. They they won the Nike Cup. Okay. Yeah, they went to play in France. Wow. They went to play in France and they won it again. They went to represent South Africa in Spain. That's amazing. Yeah, so it was a very good team. You know, we we had also players that, you know, at some point in my life, I thought football on TV, people that are playing on TV is just not for me. It's not for, you know, people that are like me, you know. And we had players that started doing it that were playing for Remember FC. And those people were right next to me, you know. So my dream became alive and I was like, this is actually possible. Yeah. You know, I see this guy on TV and the next thing he's here. And I'm like, you know, we had Ntlantla uh, Shabalala, we had Calvin Gadi, we had Sbusiso Temba, we had May Mahlangu. Um, These are some seriously talented players. Yeah, we, like we, we remember FC was, was a very, very big team. You know, it was a very big team. It produced a lot of talent. They, pro they we also had Sbusisom Zizi. You know, like this uh, Simpuem Twenty who was playing for Chiefs. It's a proper factory of talent, eh? Yeah, like it was. It was. You know, we 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 had a lot of you know talent, and also you need to understand that everything works with luck. You know, there sure. were there were a lot of people that were actually very very talented. Yeah, you know, but. They didn't make it to the to the you know to the professional side of the game. Does that make you even more grateful? Yes, because yeah, there definitely. are. I mean, and and it, it in any sport, there are guys that are ridiculously talented yeah. in their teens, and you're like, this one's destined to make it. Yeah, but they didn't make it, and the people that might not have or have fifty percent of that talent. Yeah, but they're prepared to work and they have a bit of luck. It's a game that someone catches the eye, and they yeah. make it. So I imagine that makes you grateful every time. It's a training session. A fan asks for a, f a photo, yep. or you turn out and it's a Soweto derby, and you're like, "Oh my goodness!" There's how many thousand yeah. people against the enemy? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm I'm always grateful. You know, I'll forever be grateful to the game and you know the the hard work that I put in. 
you know, in getting to where I am today. Because, look, I've played with ridiculously talented people. <laughs> like, um, at, at, at my age, there was a time where I didn't even see the lineup at Remember FC. I couldn't even see the lineup. That's, and that's I understood. Crazy. And I understood that because we had crazy talent, you know, and unfortunately those guys didn't make it into the, 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 the professional side, you know, and that's what also, you know, makes me, you know, grateful and forever grateful to the game, you know, and forever. Like, I feel like I owe everything to the game, you know, in a session, in a match, you know, I, I, I always try and, you know, give my best because that's my motivation, you know, that look, it could have been someone else. Absolutely. You know, it could have been someone else. So now that it's you, you need to always show up, you know. You need to always do the right things. You need to always be like a proper professional, you know, yeah. and be grateful to the game. When you signed your first professional contract, what did you do? Were you celebrating? Were you phoning the, the family? What were you? Yeah. What did you do? It yeah. must have been a special moment. I mean, yeah. not many people experience that. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was um, 2009. Uh, with uh, Amatax. So when I first signed the contract, um, I called my mom and I told her that, Mom, I'm going to wear a jersey that has my surname. <laughs> <laughs> what did she say? <laughs> she just started laughing and then she was like, but you didn't know. And I'm like, no, I didn't know. I just thought that, you know, I don't know, but I'm just happy, you know, like I had mixed emotions, you know, that look, I'm going to wear a jersey that has, you know, my surname. And I was just happy about that. And quickly, like early before that, now you forget about that because now when you are part of the team, you get to understand now that, that there's, you know, there's other things that you need to do. You know, there's a lot of hard work that needs to put, you need to put in. And Levels. the jersey is the least of your problems <laughs> for you to wait. You have to do something first. Absolutely. You know, you have to work hard for you to wear the jersey on the weekend. Right. You know, so that's why I got to realize, oh my God, you know, being a professional footballer is proper hard work. You know, like it, it's not just you playing and you're on TV and it's just proper hard work. You know, it's, it's the work is during the week. I always say that uh, games are overrated. Sessions are where you do everything. Yeah. And by the time you get to the game, if you train properly, you you don't have worries. I mean, everything just falls into place, you know. Yeah, that uh, preseason is always fun in games. Was that an eye opener for you when you did become a professional footballer? How much that preseason requires, not just physically but mentally, also mm -hmm. to tune in and say, "I've got to put on the boots and we've got to be ready to run, however many kilometers yeah. it is and how many sessions it is to be fit enough." To compete at this level yeah i mean that's that's the that's the foundation that's the foundation of where your season is going you know as a club and as an individual and an individual so as an individual you create a foundation you know which is proper hard work you know where you you, you run you know you you like this running this picking up of uh picking weights picking this you know, this jumping, this, you know, <laughs> everything you can think of, you know, is pool sessions, is, you know, everything that you can think of, you know, and as tiring as it is, you know, but it it's, 
it's 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 paving your way in how your mm. season will shape up. You know, if you don't get it there and the, the that preseason, then you're gonna have a, a a season with an up and down graph. You know, a graph that goes. You know, you you there now. You're not there. But if you that foundation is solid and it's strong, mm. you you like no matter how hard the season gets, but you will stand out. That's why you see like players that shine within the season. If you look back and see what they were doing preseason, you'll actually see that why they are where they are. Now that you're, I would say, more experienced footballer, um, does that preseason get tougher each time? Or is it just part of the business that you know, I need to be working as hard as possible to ensure I'm not injured, I'm fit enough, and I get into that starting eleven. Yeah, for me, it it became part of the business, you know, because um, I got to understand and have tricks of how to deal with it, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, even now it's off season, but I'm not sitting, you know, like I. Yeah, thanks I, for driving from Mpumalanga, yeah, by the way. <laughs> That's like, I mean, Ray, it's can a, we? It's you know, a pleasure. <laughs> I think you've got the record for the furthest drive yeah. <laughs> to show. So thanks, man. I appreciate it. It's a pleasure, man. It's a pleasure. Yeah. So with me, it became like part of business you know it's something that has to be done mm. and even in the off season you know as a professional you don't just sit you know you just keep your body ticking yeah you know keep your body ticking when as when you go to the preseason it won't be as hard as I got you. you understand and when you do the work as an individual at home when you get to preseason you actually understand that it's not that hard really you know it's just that we come and our bodies down there yeah. you know now we have to restart you know once you, you have to restart then that's the problem that's you. where the problem comes that's where you'll have knocks you'll have muscle pain yeah. and, but when you your body's already ticking you know you just gradually get into it so it's know? like maintenance on an engine maintenance you know, on I got an you. engine so you're doing some runs now and yeah, little yeah, light yeah. gym sessions yeah. and that type of thing still watching what you eat yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, definitely. Epitome of a professional. Find you for that, and that's why you've been playing such incredible football. Because it, it's Orlando Pirates. I feel whenever they get onto the field, there's this added weight, and I'm sure it's the yep. same with Kaiser Chiefs. Yep. Uh, Mamaladi Sundowns have done incredibly well of late. Yeah. Um, but I feel that it, in particular with Chiefs and Pirates, there's this added spotlight. You know, yeah, because yeah. you're the two oldest, you're yep. the two biggest clubs in South Africa. Um, does that sort of change when you're out on the street? I, I know you speak about being a role model and yep. inspiring people, but I'm sure when you're walking around outside, they're like, oh my goodness, that's Tabang. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah, get a yeah, photo. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. There must be a limit though from that sort of access um, when it comes to fans because yeah. I'm sure even though you won't say that it gets tiring, yep, yep. there's a limit to that constant attention. you know. And, and I suppose yeah. when you go home... It, Maybe there's a break for you as opposed to being here in Joburg all the time. Well, uh, was it honest, noisy? You know, what honestly, I'm, when that's how I, yeah. I see it. Honestly, when you start, you know, playing for Orlando Pirates, you know, <laughs> um, there's no break into into you know these things. And for me, you know, yes, I'm a human being. You know, sometimes maybe I would want my space or whatever. But the thing is that I have once upon a time been in these people's shoes you understand where 
in getting a picture, you know, with a guy like uh, the late Skarangobese, you know, may his soul rest in peace, you know, getting a picture with a guy like that, you know, it would change your entire week, you know, it would change your entire week, you know, and I get to understand that, you know, those little things, you know, it might seem like to me it's just taking a picture, you know, but to the next person, you know, it's something else, you know, you changing lives is not just, you know, like helping people financially or, you know, you can help by, you know, just giving time, yeah. you know, with the people because you need to understand also that if you are part of this game, you know, you, you get your salary from the people. You know, if we put it that way, you know, and we have to look look at it that way. That as tiring as it is, these people support you know this club, and they invested emotionally, you mm. know, to 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 the club. And I mean, taking a picture with people like I, I don't think that would be so much of a, of you know a problem i mean if there's 10 people coming to take a picture i mean you know you take that picture because i understood i was a kid one day you know and i i would die for this moment so why not offer you know because now you're in that position where you understand better you've been in the in in, in these people's shoes so you know you can do better you know which is i don't really mind like i can take 100 pictures <laughs> <laughs> no, it's such a refreshing approach because i think there's a lot of footballers and sportsmen and women who take what they have for granted. And it, it's more of a distraction or, you know what I mean? And, and I just think it's so refreshing to hear a professional athlete like yourself with the responsibility that comes with playing for a yeah. club like Pirates, just making time because, as you say, a football career is only so long. Yeah. And, and at one point, with Bitfest Vits, at the time, we had covid you suddenly got the news that the club of 100 years is not around anymore. Yep, yep, yep. That must have been incredibly stressful for someone who had worked so hard to get to that where you were playing. And Vitz were, I mean, yeah, you guys were top of the pops. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was, uh, it was a very, like, uh, it was a very big club. You know, look at the history and... Titles. Titles. And, and the thing is with where the team was when it got sold. You it was not flying. It was not even the end of it. That team was going very far. Yeah. I promise you. Like with the players that were there or without them. But the team was still gonna go far because of the structure that they had and how they, you know, did things and the academy and you know so for me when I look at how they did things you know i look at them also as they were a big club in running in how they run the team and how they do things you know obviously the fan base was not was not a lot compared to mamelodi sundowns chiefs and pirates you know but they were they, their professionalism was so crazy you know i mean you don't just get titles it, it's never by luck the playing know? surface alone just where you guys, I mean, the two grounds, but the training facility, that was FIFA grass, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, top, like from World Cup 2010. It, it was <laughs> properly maintained. Yeah. You know, properly, properly, properly. You will never find it, you know, like brown there. And, you know, it was, it was just, it was always proper, well maintained. And 
with the field also where we where we played at yep. Fitvis Stadium, well maintained. I love that stadium. Know. It's like just it's a cozy stadium. Yeah. You know, oh, no, it was and it was great to watch football there. But how stressful was that knowing things were and where you were going to end up? Because I'm sure at that point you're going, what just happened? Yeah. And I'm sure the other players felt exactly exactly the same. exactly. And for me, what was more stressing was not that where am I going to go? You know, my, the stressing part about it was what just happened? Why? You understand? Because what happens is that we we work, we leave legacies. You understand? That's why there's legends yeah. in places because they've worked hard, you know, for, for that specific club and they've, they've won silverware, you know, so whoever that comes to the club after these people or players, they will know that, okay, here we had one, two, three, four. They did one, two, three. Mm. You understand? And basically now for us as players, it's not just saying, okay, from Verts, I might not get a team. It's, okay, from Verts, now the hard work that I've put in for Verts just vanishes. Yeah. It's like literally gone, like wiped off. The, I mean, it's in history. It will always be in history, but it's but it's in history. It might it <laughs> is, but it's not. It's a Wikipedia entry. Do you understand? It's not in in proper history way. Like you, you that that the the badge is still there. You know, the, the the structures are still there. There's a wall of fame. There's you know, it's just a matter of talking about it. You understand? And yeah. it would always be grateful. You know, to you know, it's like when we. At, at uh, Orlando Pirates, you understand, we know who did what. You know, we know who brought this star. We know it's who on the did walls. The, you yeah, understand what absolutely. I'm saying? And that's so motivating. You look at these big people and then you're like, damn, I really need to be part of these people, you know? So. That's tough. And then when Pirates came knocking, did you just know that was the right fit for you? Because I, if I'm not mistaken at the time, you were linked to a few clubs, including Kaiser Chiefs. Yeah, like the the... You know, at the time, I thought it was just because the thing is that you understand that when the, there was COVID, and I feel like there was no stories really for the media to carry out. So anything that would, you know, they'll, <laughs> <laughs> they'll just blow it over proportion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you understand? So that's what happened with me. And I'm there, I'm like, hi, man, you know? <laughs> <laughs> And so um, I ended up at Pirates, but uh, that other news, I, I that one, I, I didn't, I didn't know nothing of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know anything about it. But signing for Pirates, I mean, that's another amazing dream come true for this uh, player from Mpumalanga with Paradise and Remember, yeah. and now Vitz was no longer, but you've gone to that next level, and and I suppose with any player's career, that progression is where you. And all due respect to Vitz because Vitz yeah, did yeah, amazing yeah, things. Yeah. But it was an upward move. Yeah, definitely. You know, when you get to realize, you know, it's like we, we you would, you know, play against, you know, Orlando Pirates. And, you know, you will see how big the club is. But actually being part of the club, that's when you actually see how big the club is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and... Like, I would have moments, you know, while I was still playing for Verts. I would have moments where, like, I'd, you know, I'd have, like, maybe a peaceful cup of coffee, you know, at a restaurant. And, you know, 
I'd have those moments where I would even forget that people know me, you know. Hey, <laughs> Tabang, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. But when I when I joined Orlando Park <laughs> from from the introduction, you know, from the unveiling, <laughs> it just changed everything. Really, it just changed everything. It is. It's another level. It really it, is another level. Yeah, you know, it's it's it's. It's another stage, you know. It's 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 another stage where you, you know, you, you have that pressure. You have to take it as posit as a positive yeah. kind of pressure. You have to take it as, let me try and improve myself to try and always make these people happy. Yeah. You understand, and that's the kind of pressure that you want as a professional or in life. You know, I don't think that life would be worth it without pressure. You mm. know, I mean, we need that certain like kind of pressure to push us so that we can get to, you know, where we want to go. It's like, you know, you guys want to get on 16 <laughs> episodes. You know, that's the yeah. kind of pressure that, sure. you, you know, the positive kind of pressure that we need in our lives so yeah. that, you know, we can take a step up. From the minute you signed, did you go to the calendar and look for the derby? It, it, you know what I'm saying? Because uh, I, I think everyone, regardless of how the season ends, and congratulations yeah. on second, the Nedbank Cup, you. which is amazing. Thank you. But every Pirates fan, when the fixture comes out, they go, where's the derby? Where's the derby? Yeah. Do you remember your first one as being a big occasion or maybe just sort of take us there? What was it like preparing for that? Is it a change? Is there, I mean, because all of a sudden the media goes, yep. they're attached, it's just on another level, the attention. Yep. Was it different preparing for your, your first derby? Well, it's it's really hard, you know, for me to tell in that kind of sense because if you remember, it was still COVID, so the derby was out there more than the stadium. That's right. You in that bubble and yeah. all that. Oh so man, the, the derby was outside. The people, you know, the media, the social media. That's where the derby was, and it was strange at the time because we had COVID, you know. And imagine you join, <laughs> imagine you join Orlando Pirates. And your first game is against Kaiser Chiefs. That's mad. Yeah, so my first game. <laughs> oh, that's right. It was yeah. your first game. Yeah, so my first game, Orlando Pirates, <laughs> wow. was against Kaiser Welcome Chiefs. Welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so <laughs> as different as it was without the fans in the stadium, but you could feel something about it. I got you. You know, you could feel something about it. I mean... Driving to the to the stadium, you know, people are waiting on the side of the roads, and you know, these people are breaking the laws. No for, masks, no for, social distancing for these clubs. <laughs> and now, this is when you get to understand, you know, how emotionally these people are invested to these clubs. You understand? Yeah. And that's when I looked at it, and I was in the bus, and I'm like, "What? Isn't there supposed to be no one? You know." What's going on? But the people were there outside the gates in the stadium. I'm like, wow. That's insane. That's That was insane. And wait wow. until the COVID was over mm. and we played the derby. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a different kind of atmosphere. Like It's, it's different. Yeah. Like it. It's different to playing Sundowns or Amazulu. It's, or it's, it's completely different. Yeah. Like it's, it's even like when we played uh, the Nedbank Cup final, it's, it still doesn't have that magnitude of the derby. Yeah. 
you know it's magnitude's absolutely the right word it's like, it really is it's it's huge. like you you can feel it also and now there major butterflies when you're walking out on that field because that place is rocking that place is rocking like that place is rocking so like, what's going through your mind there like when you're walking onto the pitch are you thinking about i have to execute the game plan or are you like taking in a bit of the the atmosphere because There'll be a day when you hang up your boots and you won't yeah. be part of that. Yeah. And yeah. you will tell your kids, listen, yeah. you know, this is what it was yeah. like. Or yeah. your grandkids one day. Yeah. So that's why I say I think to be present in that moment and at least soak it up a little bit. Yeah. Before getting down to the poker face and, yeah. and what's yeah, yeah, got yeah. to happen on the pitch. Um, that must be something incredible. Yeah. I mean, you you wouldn't be a human being if you don't you know, have those butterflies and a little bit nervous and, and this kind of, you know, uh, situations or atmospheres, you know, but uh, the quicker you suck it in, the better, you know, because you will end up playing the occasion instead of the match, okay. you know, because the occasions, the fans and everyone being there, but at the end of the day, you have to do the job on the field and you have to execute. I mean, you're getting paid game, to do that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. game plan you know and how the coach wants us to yeah. play you understand it's not about the the, the people the yeah. atmosphere that's there it's about now going to the field and saying okay thank you guys I'll see you after the game now let's do this yeah you understand they're still there but yeah, the your focus the ghost is there yeah <laughs> your focus used to say this is what needs to be done yeah, yeah. so yeah that's amazing because Obviously, Man City now have done incredible things. I mean, fair enough, the budget, the players, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the coaching staff, Pep. But that was a very interesting point you make. Don't play the occasion. And when City were playing Inter Milan, you could see that first half, Pep was saying, calm yeah. down, because they yeah. were playing the occasion. The occasion. Yeah. But it's difficult not to do it, right? Yeah, it's very it's very difficult not to do it. It's like It's very difficult. That's why... Um, Everything comes with experience, mm. you understand? Like when you experience in these things or you are associated with experience, then you learn from them and you get to see that, oh, this is how we need to do things. You know, I remember also at, uh, I got those words from Dane, Dane Clayt. We're playing the MTN8 final against Mamelodi Sundowns in Bombella. And he kept on saying, don't play the occasion, play the game. And I didn't understand what this guy was saying. I'm like, what? Occasion is part of the game. Yeah. You know, I'm like, it's a final. Here we are. Yeah. I <laughs> uh, said, don't play the occasion, play the game. And I was like, you know. And when the game went, I finally understood what the guy was saying. You know, that execute the game plan the way that the team is planned. Yeah. You understand? Don't try and do something unfamiliar with the team to please your fans sure. or to show whoever how good you are. You execute, you play for the team, you play yeah. for the next individual. You're not bringing out the Kazi style. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you Basically, that. yeah. <laughs> you know, because sometimes when we get this, uh, this kind, when we get to this kind of stages, we, we sometimes have this thing of saying, maybe we need to show people, you know, as individuals, what we can do. And now that, directs the team into a whole different path, you know, which is not good for the team, you know. So that's why when you are playing the match, you are doing what you were doing in training, yeah. you are doing you are doing what you did in the previous game, 
if it worked for the team and sticking to like your positions, you know, the formation, the tactics and everything, you know. But if the occasion gets to you, you know, you don't want to do extra. And that's when... Yeah, tired legs, you fall into trap, you make yeah. mistakes. Absolutely. Speaking of that s star that you guys have on your chests, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, sundowns have obviously come close, but also it's they're coming up against some big teams and yeah. seem to be just falling at those hurdles. When you go into this next campaign, CAF Champions League, you're playing against the best clubs on the continent. Yeah. You don't need motivation. Yeah, definitely not. I mean, you got Al Ahli, we dads, you, you know, name a few, yeah. Tipi Mazembe's, all these clubs. When you go into those, and you know there's the travel and that sort of thing, but I suppose as a group, you just lifted, right? It's it's an occasion it, because it, yeah. it is, it's a privilege to play and yeah. in that competition. Yeah. And also, before you, you, you get to be motivated by the this other big club that you play you play against, you are motivated by the story of the club that you're representing. That's true. You know, you are motivated. You guys were the first. That. Exactly. Yeah. Now you want to be, you want to work so that when you are gone, you are remembered as to, Taban was part of the team that brought the star, the second star. You understand? So already that's a motivation. And if you're looking at this other clubs and then that's, that's, that gets it, you know, because you're the first to get a star, and potentially, I mean, obviously Sundowns will be challenging again. Yeah. But there's also the chance to be the first to put two stars exactly on that famous jersey. I, I I've got to ask you in terms of influences in your life. Yeah. Who would you put down to? I mean, you you've worked under some great coaches. Yeah. Um, who's been sort of the biggest influence in your career so far? That's maybe sort of given you that confidence or that. Um, feeling of I get this, I understand. Yeah, he he has faith in me. He's backing me now. I can just play, because for a lot of athletes, that pressure alone is something they have to deal with. Yeah, but there's also the pressure of fitting into a coach's game plan yeah. Yeah. and executing that game plan. Well, look, um, the thing is with with in my career, I had like um, good coaches that I I worked under. And they all brought something different about me. Sure. You understand? And there was uh, Jomo, Jomo Sono. You know, he he made you believe that you are good. He made you believe that, look, just do it. You can. Yeah. You understand? And that always brought, you know, that confidence up in me, you know brought that confidence up to say, look, you 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 are better. You know, we'd compare me to players. Like, look at this guy, look at this guy. If you do one, two, three, you'll be better than this guy. You're better now, you know. You, and every time would lift that confidence, you know. And then there was Gavin. That one taught me how to win. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? Tough love, eh? Yeah. <laughs> that guy, that He's guy told me, like, that guy told me how to win. Like, with him, it was a win or nothing. You know, it's like you have to like you have to win. You know, you have to work hard to win. Yeah. And it makes you understand that also winning also does not come nice all the time. You know, sometimes it's nice, sometimes, you know, 
you look at the Champions League final, Man City, you know, we expected that they were going to, you know, but it became harder for them. Now they yeah. had to dig deep. You understand? So if you have a team like that, that can win fancy and they can grind yeah. for results. So that's what, you know, Gavin taught me as a footballer that, look, if you're, not, if you're having a bad game on the ball as a player, then do something right. Like run, tackle, you know. Yeah, like track back. Track and back. Yeah, 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 absolutely. You, you understand? So, yeah. yep, yeah, that's what, you know, that guy told, okay. taught me, you know. And till this day, you know, I carry that with me. You know, I carry that with me where, like, I... It really matters to me to win, you know. I and got you. Yeah, after I played for Verts, you know, a while I was still playing for Verts, and I got to understand that this guy would come to you in a friendly match. You lose a friendly game. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that winning spirit. And you can see in the way that you play. You are hungry. Hungrier than ever at 33 years old for success. And you, you touch on Gavin Hunt. You also touch on the fact that you have represented your country. Yeah, yeah. And I understand the current national coach is building a, a younger base and trying to, but there's no price for experience, is there? Imagine now, I imagine you could slot into that midfield and do a job for the country. Uh, I'm putting you on the spot here a little <laughs> bit because yeah. AFCON has been qualified, but yeah. representing South Africa is also special. I mean, it, yeah. you, you you had a brief taste of that. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you still desire to play for the national team Bafana Bafana yeah well I mean representing your country is you know it's always one of the you know best things you know cherry on top in your in, in your in, in one's career you know and at the end of the day uh, you know our, our country is blessed with a lot of good midfielders if you look at our country we have a lot of yeah. like good midfielders you know and at this point in time, like it's we, we, we are at a point where we have to support, you know, uh, every structure and ways that the national team coach believes that would work yeah. for how he wants the national team to play, you know. So I think that should be respected, you know, knowing that also representing my country, you know, would be everything right now. But the coach requires a certain way of playing within, you know, his team or within his setup. Yeah. And that, you know, has to, you know, be, be respected, you know. So I would really like to represent my country. You know, it would be very nice, but also I'd really respect uh, the, the national team coach into what he wants in, you know, his team and how he wants his team to play. And... I've worked with him and, you know, I actually understand and can see, you know, what he's trying to do, yeah. you know, in the national team. Uh, looking at the national team now, um, a guy like Percy Tao, uh, just won Champions League with Mal Ali. You've got Lyle Foster promoted with Burnley. Um, there's some exciting talent yeah. within in that team. Why do you think, though, that we're not seeing as many South Africans getting the opportunities to go overseas. I know there's a few playing in the lower leagues <coughs> in Portugal yeah, yeah. and other uh, places, but do you think it's sort of the PSL is, is where a lot of kids aspire to be and play instead of possibly 
chasing that generation of the Bartlets and yeah, you know yeah. the fish and Lucas Khadebe and that. What's your take on that? Because as I get to know you, you seem to be a student of the game, someone who's prepared to learn all the time, who's yeah. taking experiences from coaches, yeah. learning how to win from Gavin Hunt. Yeah, yeah. But I don't feel that there's this push or desire for, and I might be mistaken, yeah. um, for younger talent to be cracking the nod and, and looking outside of the PSL. I mean, PSL's here, yeah. and it is our premier competition in yeah. South Africa. But there's no doubt going to play for an Al Ali or we dad yeah, or young, yeah. whatever it may be, or in the Premier League. Yeah, it elevates you, it improves you, and gives you additional tools that you can't learn in the PSL. And it's also good for the national team. Absolutely. Yeah. The Sundowns run, your guys run, has definitely had an impact on the national team. There's no doubt yeah, about it. Yeah. Because you're not scared of playing North African, West African yeah. teams anymore. And when you come up against Egypt and these other teams, they're not as intimidating. Or Morocco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think, as you say, for the national team, it has a knock-on effect. Yeah. So do you think it's a case of a lot of young kids coming in are just happy to sort of wear the jersey and, and play in the PSL? Or what do, what do you make of it? Look, I think um, in 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 that kind of sense, when it comes to you know players being abroad, is that uh, it's very hard to look at something that is far from you, okay. if you may, if I may, because I made an example earlier. I said the reason why I started believing that I can one day play professional football, I can play in the PSL because I saw someone right next to me doing it. You know, so I don't know why it's not happening that we have a lot of players overseas. Mm. But my thing is, if we have a lot of players overseas, then we will have young ones not even looking, you know, into the PSL. Okay. They'll, they will eventually say, look, I want to go overseas. Sure. You understand? So I don't know how maybe we're going to do it, but, you know, we have to have, like, a lot of players overseas. And then that's when... Like everyone now is going to say, oh, I know Tabang. You know, Tabang used to play here. Now he's playing overseas. Yeah. I want to play overseas, you know, because some people also are motivated by, you know, those little things that you do. You know, it's like if, if you come back home, you play overseas, you build your mom a big house. And then, you know, kids are like, I also want to play overseas. Yeah. You understand? I want to, you understand? And that's also plays in, in their mind, you okay. know, that oh, I'm going to be able to do this because I'm playing overseas. But now the thing is that what they see now is a lot of, you know, us in the PSL that we're doing this and they think is enough, you know, yeah. because it's all they see to say, oh, I also want to play for this club yeah. because Tabang does this for his family and I also want to do the same, you know. So there's no looking up to someone that is close. I got you. You, you, you understand? It's looking at, if I'm going to look at, uh, Kevin Dubrain, you know, when the TV's off, I'll forget about it. Sure. You understand? He's not in your daily circle. Yeah. yeah, I got you. You know, but uh, if I'm looking at uh, Pesitao, when the TV's off, he flies back, he comes home, and I hear that, oh, Pesit did this at home. Pesit, you understand what I'm saying? And sure. now that, imagine if we had like a lot of people yeah. that are overseas, you know, that do that. You hear that, hey, this, this guy came back. And he did this, he bought his mom this, he bought his dad this, and you know, yeah. and you know, the word spreads, and that also 
place as motivation to say I want to go overseas. Absolutely. Yeah. So because not everyone comes from great backgrounds. And most yep. footballers come from hard backgrounds yeah, yeah. where they want to buy a mama house, yep. where they want to um, contribute to the community. Yeah. But that also seems to be changing in terms of, uh, obviously, it's always been about the flashy cars and the lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. the, the trap that a lot of footballers fall into. But there seems to be this also focus on how do I give back to my community? Yep. How do I become the best role model yeah. for my community in Pumalanga or Mpopo, yeah. or wherever it may be? Yeah. And I think that's so important that footballers start taking an approach like you are, where it's about being an ultimate professional yep. for your career. That's not just what you do on the park or on the training session. Yeah. How you interact with fans, photos, how you interact with the media, social media. Yeah. It's all a full circle thing, approach that's required these days. Yeah. Um, but just circling back to the playing overseas, a guy like Benny McCarthy sitting as one of the assistants at Manchester yeah, yeah, United, yeah. it's not that people don't know about South African yeah. footballers because you have got people. Benny, look what he did with Amazulu. Yeah, exactly. So there's always that hope that someone gets spotted. But for yeah. now, the PSL is where people have to cut their teeth. They have to ply their trade. And they have to do the best they can, like with you and Orlando Pirates. Yeah, yeah. Second in the league, Ned Bank Cup final. Last year was the Confed Cup final. Yeah. Um, and the MTN8. And MTN8. Yeah. I mean, let's not forget that. <laughs> it's, it's good to be a Pirates fan at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> but I think where the club's going at the moment, I get the feeling that you guys are hungry for more. Like yeah. this is just the beginning. Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah. That there's more silverware? Yeah. Like, I, look, I wouldn't sit here and say to you there's more silverware but i'm telling you i'll tell you that that team will give you their all that team is more hungry than it's ever ever was you know so that team will go out there and compete for everything <laughs> go out there i have no doubt and compete for everything because the thing is um you like we we you know winning is like uh, we take it like uh, like a drug where you get addicted to it. Yep. You know, when you get addicted to it and there's no way of living without it. You know, so it's like that now. We've, we we won two uh, trophies in one season, you know, and the next season, you know, it's the most difficult one yeah. compared to this one because... Being a champion is not the best thing, but doing it again after you've done it, that's the best thing. Yeah. That's championship mentality. Yeah. So I think we, you know, we're there. I'm very excited to see how the next season rolls up um, and plays out. What What's next for you? What are some of the boxes you'd like to tick now? You, you're a guy who's given a lot of his life, if not all his life, yeah. to football. Um, what's next for you in terms of Preparing for the next season. Obviously, there's a nice big CAF Champions League campaign. Um, you're defending two titles. You're chasing yeah. sundowns. Everyone's chasing sundowns yeah. at the moment. But for you, what are some of the boxes you'd like to tick? Because you did talk about a legacy. Yeah. And I've just been so impressed with you. I think you're a fantastic human being. and I've, Thank you. I've known you for the last couple of minutes that we've been talking. But um, what else do you want to achieve in your life? 
I know as a father, you obviously have your kids that you are extremely yeah, yeah. passionate and proud of and want to be part of their lives. But from a football sense, yeah. what are the boxes you want to tick? Look, I like when, you know, one day when I, I leave Orlando Pirates, you know, I... I want to be remembered as someone that was part of, you know, the the success or the growth into success of the team. So, you know, whether I'm in the starting lineup or not, you know, I try and do my best to say, look, where I can help, you know, in terms of like maybe speaking to, to, to the youngsters and, you know, helping wherever that I can, you know, because... Um, I don't want to be a person that, you know, is remembered for just playing because I I can see that the game is broad. You know, there's there's a lot of things that you can, you know, contribute to the game Absolutely. and for you to, you know, to be remembered. And like it's for me is that I'm trying to get the younger ones to to understand what I understand now that I didn't understand at their age about the game like know? a mentor yeah so yeah so it's just a matter of trying to you know instill it and saying look do this or do that because one thing i always tell them is that play like or train like time is not on your side those are wise words because like uh one other thing that gets us you know in our country is that like i i'm 19 I'm 19 or 17 I get promoted to the first team and I don't really put in the work because I think I still have time I think okay uh Tabang is going to retire when Tabang retires I I'm gonna fill in that spot no while he's still there push him out mm. push him out work hard work like time is not on your side don't work like you still have time. Work like time is not on your side. You work like as an as a 17 or 16 year old, you wanna be part of the team. You wanna be in the starting lineup. You know, so I think that's where now we'll start seeing like a lot of younger players, yeah. you know, being introduced in, 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 in the PSL, you know, because sometimes it's more of like, well, I still have time, I still have time, I still have time. And sometimes you don't. And time waits for no one. Time waits for no man. Tabang Monara, it has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for coming in and sharing your story. I could talk to you for hours, man. It's a pleasure, man. <laughs> definitely coming back on the show. So, <laughs> You'll let me know. <laughs> uh, I will definitely. But thank you so much. Keep up the amazing work. Congrats on a phenomenal season. And up the bucks. Thank you.